getting hitched? There's a podcast for that, and you're listening to it. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast about all things wedding-y. It is Q&A Thursday. I'm Alicia, your host, the host of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Delighted to be sharing this time with you and answering your wedding planning slash relationship slash mother-in-law. Gee, I get a lot of those emails. Uh, problems, questions, conundrums, queries. And I, I, every time an email pops into my little inbox, I get more and more chuffed that I decided to take this path of uh, creating this wedding planning podcast because it is one of those things that when I read your emails, I feel really connected with you. And someone referred to me recently as a virtual bridesmaid and it just cracked me up. I'm in, in so many, I like got, I got totes emosh about it. Uh, because as I've said before, I started this podcast because I saw a need for it. I thought when I was getting married, I would have just absolutely have digged someone doing something like this. So the fact that you write to me and you've embraced this and seeing my numbers going up and people really enjoying it just means a lot to me because this is not my job. I wish it was my full-time job, um, but at the moment it's not. And it is just really nice to be able to fit the podcast into my everyday life. And that sometimes means like sometimes Rich thinks I'm crazy, but I'll get up really early in the morning and do all my blog posts and do my editing and record things. Because it's actually, I think when people hear about podcasting, they go, oh, you just sit in a microphone and then you just send it somewhere and it's a magic fairies. And I'm not complaining. I love doing this. Don't get me wrong, but there's more to it than meets the eye. Just saying, but it is a delight to be able to have that feedback and uh, actually know that you're listening and enjoying yourselves and also some creative feedback as you will hear next Monday's episode is all about ethical weddings and environment, environmentally, it's German. Okay, environmentally friendly weddings. Again, a terrible European accent, but it was suggested by a lovely listener. You'll hear more about her and her endeavors as well. And, you know, you come up with these ideas that I had not even thought of. I've got a big long list of wedding planning ideas. And then out of the blue, I get an email and go, oh, you idiot. Why didn't you think of that bloody years ago? So thank you. I hear everything, I listen to everything you say, and I really do try and implement it, if it's right, if it's right. So I wanted to have a little, uh, speaking of feedback, I had some really funny tweets come my way this week, and I wanted to share them with you. One of my uh, lovely listeners who's been with me, I reckon from the get-go, Melissa Dunham, she is at Daffodil on Twitter. Gee, I enjoy her tweets. She's very funny. She tweeted me this week. She said, our wedding invite, quote, please wear something colourful, anything but black. (laughs) To which she said, our guests reply, can we wear black though? Ugh. Hashtag, hashtag fail. Big time. She then followed up with, also, first RSVP received, has an uninvited plus one attached. Yay, we're getting married. (laughs) Oh, I love it. And honestly, when I receive these tweets, you really make me giggle. So thank you so much for that. Also, uh, who else have I got? Kathleen Greenlees at Katie underscore Greenlees tweeted and said, I love this podcast. It helps me have ideas and how to plan our wedding. Thank you so much for listening, Kathleen. That means the world to me and that you took the time. Lastly, I just like a bit of responsive feedback here. Comrade M says she tweeted, she's at Comrade M, I'm a little behind, but at work today, I got to an episode of at, at Save the Date PC, that's me, 
where I got a shout out and I nearly lost my shit. I, well, you can lose it again because here it is. I'm giving you another shout out. Bloody hell. That was very funny. Thank you so much for that feedback. If you aren't following me on Twitter, I don't even like saying that if you aren't, if we aren't following each other, it's not an exclusive sort of situation. If you follow me, I generally follow you back unless it's hardcore pornography because I don't have the time. I don't have the time. I'm all up for personal freedom of expression about your sexuality, but I don't need it in my workplace. There's some really gross people out there. Anyway, we move on. Have you been on Periscope yet? I've been doing a couple of Periscopes. Uh, if you receive my newsletter, you might have seen me explain what Periscope is. If you don't know what it is, it's owned by Twitter. It is a live broadcast where you can watch people do weird things. Again, probably some sex stuff on there, but I'm yet to see it. It is one of these sort of social forums where people are doing live cooking classes. They're doing live gym exercise classes that you can just join in. It's pretty cool. And also it's a great forum for podcasters like me to get on board and do some live broadcasts, which I can then record and later on play back to you like you're listening to now. So I wanted to get your feedback on whether you are interested in participating in a Periscope live wedding Q&A session. If I hook up a time and I publicize it via my various social media accounts, would you be interested in being a part of it? Again, if you can tweet me or Facebook me or send me an email, that'd be great. It's one of those things I've been watching other people doing live Q&As, and I think it's a fantastic way to connect with people live because as you know I pre-recorded this when you're listening to this this could have been a year ago for all you know so if you want to perhaps get some live feedback you can ask me questions and if you don't know how Periscope works it's very simple if you've got an Android telephone or a telephone that made me sound like I was from the 1970s if you have an Android telephone uh, or an iPhone you simply download the app for free and you can connect it with a Twitter account or create a solo Periscope account and then simply I I am on my video account, you'll see me, and then you can write, like you're writing a text, you can write questions at me, and uh, I can record them. Very simple, very forward thinking, and I just hope we can do this because it's going to be really fun to connect with you in real time. All right, let's connect with you in real time via Q&A right now. Lots to get through, so here we go. Lindsay wrote to me uh, and she said, uh, where can I find bridesmaids dresses for hire? I only need two dresses, so I'm hoping it won't be too difficult to find one for my maid of honour, because she will be five months pregnant, and the bridesmaid is currently trying to lose a few pounds for the wedding. Good honour. If you find any recommendations, I'd be more than happy to pay them a visit and provide some feedback if you like it. See, that's good. You're proactive listeners. I bloody love you. By the way, I'm based in London and getting married on the 5th of September this year. Thank you, Lindsay. Kisses, kisses, kisses. Now, Lindsay, this is a great question. And the more I read about people renting and hiring things for their wedding, the more I get excited because I find at the moment that uh, we are in a sharing economy. We are in a situation where we have access to lots of cool stuff, but we don't have to buy it. You know, one of the fastest growing online fashion businesses are these companies that rent people handbags. I shit you not. These are people that are looking for high-end handbags that perhaps they want to carry around to make themselves look and feel better because they're into, you know, physical objects. Gee, that sounded bitchy. But it's the idea that you don't necessarily want to spend $4,000 on a handbag, 
unless you're a real housewife, I think that's probably a little mental. But if you want the look of it and you want the feel and you want to smell the leather and walk around and feel, you know, that you're super trendy or whatever, you can rent these handbags and therefore look after it for a month, be in fashion and then return it without the big cost. So the idea, of course, you've probably heard of the US website called Rent the Runway, a fantastic similar idea that you can rent high-end, bougie, lovely dresses and accessories and then return them for, I would say, a fraction of the price of actually purchasing these dresses. And when you think about it, when you're looking at formal gowns, how often would you wear a formal dress? And I'm not even including a wedding dress in this. If you were going to some sort of event where you are required to wear something schmushy, that's a very new made-up word that requires, you know, something glittery, a ball gown, something very jazzy. How often will you then wear that dress again? I would say probably never. So when you extend this idea of getting really razzle-dazzled and dressed up for a wedding, I think this is a perfect opportunity to take advantage of the shared marketplace, the rental market, and inquire, as Lindsay has, about trying to hire bridesmaids dresses and also consider hiring a wedding dress i was on rent the runway (laughs) that should be a vocal warm-up rent the runway rent the runway rent the runway there it is it's like red leather yellow leather that was something you do before you go on stage and i've always been hopeless at it there it is motor mouth when i was on rent the runway this morning doing some research prior to this record they have a whole new page now i've noticed called um well it's for the bride basically rent the runway slash bride and they list all of their gowns that are wedding related now there's heaps more i think that aren't included in this in this sort of page but to be honest there are dresses here these are these are red carpet dresses that you would see on bloody jailor or someone you know that you can rent for 70 or 80 bucks for the day and the beautiful thing is because it is so cheap you could actually have them send you the dresses to try on and or jumpsuits if you're going to go for something sassy short fun and try them on and make sure that they're right fit for you another thing to do is to go to some of these sort of high-end retailers and try the dress on prior to renting it know which size fits you and then do the order i i think this is such a clever uh way to do it to wear something that's bloody banging but then return it later because i guarantee you my lovely friends that 95 percent of people who are listening to this voice my voice right now will never wear the wedding dress again it will sit in the cupboard sit in your closet and you're going to say i'm going to pass that down to my kids i don't know why you're american but you are are you wearing your mother's wedding dress i doubt it also it is one of those things that a lot of people say i'm definitely going to resell this i think there is a lot of opportunity out there for resell which there is but again Out of the 98% of people that say they're going to resell it, I would say 5% of people actually get off their asses after the wedding and actually go ahead and advertise it for a realistic price. I know my lovely sister-in-law, and she probably won't mind me saying this, you know, paid quite a lot of money for her wedding dress and wanted to get that money back. Now, that is not realistic. 
No bride is going to pay if you paid four grand for your wedding dress. It's highly unlikely that you're going to be able to recoup $4,000 for that dress. However, if you sort of say, and this is the beauty of resale and renting, I would like to spend $1,000, again, a lot of money, on my wedding dress. But if I buy a $4,000 wedding dress and I can sell it for $3,000, well, there it is. There's the $1,000 wedding dress. I'm not very good at maths, but that works. But the thing about the resale is you have to have realistic expectations about how much you can sell it for. So do your research beforehand. Look around at some of these great websites where you can sell the dress. Make sure if you are buying a listing, spend the extra five bucks and get a premium listing that comes up at the top of the list. If you are buying a name brand, have a look at how much you can resell that for because it is often the situation where people go, but my dress is the most beautiful and my dress is something that I think everyone would want to own and then no one buys it because you have not marketed it well or perhaps no one knows the name brand if it's coming from a small, you know, beautiful, bespoke place that's near you, a lovely bridal boutique that have made it. That's lovely. But someone in Arizona, if you're sitting in London, is probably not going to give a shit about your wedding dress shop person because they've never heard of it. So go in as always with realistic expectations. And if you are looking for a rental wedding dress or a rental bridesmaid's dress, as lovely Lindsay has has sort of asked my suggestions about it, make sure that you have a bit of time up your sleeve if things don't fit and don't work. And as I just said at the beginning, it's probably worth paying a double rental and having something sent to you or tracking down the dress in a shop and getting your bridesmaids to try it on. Now, in Lindsay's situation, her maid of honor is going to be five months pregnant at that time. And five months pregnant, I think anyone... Now, I haven't been pregnant, but I've got lots of friends that have been pregnant and I think my body shape and your body shape at five months pregnant might be quite different. We all hold and carry weight and babies in different ways. So again, I think Lindsay's being very clever with her search for finding a rental dress and perhaps finding something with a higher, um, what are we calling that? A higher seam, a higher, not a higher hem. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just under the buzz. Uh, something that flows a little bit more so her maid of honor can be comfortable and sassy, but also you aren't committing to a dress that she's not going to perhaps fit into when uh, time comes for the wedding day. Also, I love, you know, you're saying your friend's trying to lose a couple of pounds for the wedding. Again, no pressure, but if she does, at least if you're renting it and you are getting the wedding dress in the weeks before, the bridesmaid's dress, I apologize, in the weeks before, it can fit her. You can work with it. But again, perhaps just do your research, get them to try some dresses on. And also, Rent the Runway in America especially is one of those websites that have quite thorough measurements and details provided by the designers. So you can, of course, Get the old tape measure out. That's always a fun experience. Do some tape measuring and figure out what works for you. Now, I suggest if you are in the UK, Rent the Runway is get to be here, which is pretty devo. But one of the places I suggested to lovely Lindsay when I wrote back to her personally, as I usually try and do with your wonderful emails, I suggested that she tries a place called girlmeetsdress.com. They do some wonderful, very similar sort of high-end designer garments for rent. 
in the UK. So that's girlmeetsdress.com. And if you're in the States and want to give it a crack, try renttherunway.com. And also, if you are on Girls Meets Dress, uh, one thing I did realize is when I was sort of snooping around their website, and this happens a lot with websites, if you linger for long enough, a little pop-up will appear and it will say, if you haven't rented with us before, use a code and their code is BY10, B-Y-E-10, and you get 10 pounds or 10 quid, if you're talking like this, off your your uh, rental. The same goes for Rent the Runway. If you're buying anything online and not searching for a coupon code or using a cashback site, which I do bang on about a lot, but Jeepers, they save you crazy amounts of money. And they are fantastic for when you're planning a wedding. And I'm going to talk about this more in an upcoming episode, how much money you can actually get back from these websites. There are no catches. It's not dodgy. I know Jess from Budget Savvy Bride and myself, we've both been using these cashback websites like Ebates in America and also Top Cashback if you're in the United Kingdom. And I actually joined Ebates when I was living in Australia. So you can use it wherever you are. And all you need to do is click through, you join their website. And if you're going to shop on Amazon or again, rent the runway, or if you're in the UK and you want to shop at a department store within the UK, you simply click through to their website via the cashback website. And then they give you a portion of your transaction back for free. So often it's between five and 10%. Rich and I book all of our travel and accommodation through these websites. And the good thing is you can often use discount codes in the transaction. So it will sometimes come up to 15 or 20% back and then they drop the money back into your account and you transfer it back to your bank account. It's, it's really funny that people are very hesitant about this. You're not giving anyone any money. You're not doing anything outside of what you would normally do when you're purchasing things. They're just giving you money back. It's a commission-based thing. Don't fear it. Embrace it, my lovely friends. (laughs) The next question comes from the lovely Natalie, lovely listener. She says, hey, Alicia, I found your podcast after listening to you. I'm not speaking very clearly today on the BBC Women's Hour. I've spent all day at work listening to your podcast. I've learned so much already. So thank you. My partner and I got engaged last week whilst on holiday. Congratulations, Natalie. Oh, you're so new and fresh. I love it. Initially, the idea of being newly engaged and planning a wedding was exciting. But now reality has kicked in. Oh, dear. I've always had some unconventional ideas of how I would do my wedding. But of course, I know my friends and family will have expectations and opinions. And I want to make sure they have a good day as well as us having a great day. So I'd like to get your thoughts on some of these unconventional ideas. And just for my peace of mind, give it to me straight if I'm being silly. Now, this this is why I love you guys. This is why we're a good team. Because you, well, you say it straight. I get all these great emails where people are going, listen, if this is shit, just tell me. Literally, people have said that. Nothing's ever shit. There's no such thing as a bad question or a bad idea. We just we just hone it in. Number one, she says, Natalie says, I've never liked the idea of a big, expensive white wedding dress. I'm an hourglass figure and know the 50s T-length dress suits me. I found a dress like this with ivory slash gold lace on it at an online store for £66. That's about 100 bucks. In my mind, this is my wedding dress. But am I mad? Will my guests think it's odd? That I'm not in a white 
dress and not wearing a big fancy dress. My mother has quite traditional views and I do not want to upset her. Well, let's let's stop here. Now, for those long-term listeners of Save the Date, they're probably going, all right, we know what Alicia's going to say here. Firstly, you're not planning your mother's wedding. This is your wedding, Natalie. And I think straight away, your instinct is to say, my body suits this beautiful T-length dress, this 50 shape. Oh, it's so sexy and suave. I think anything, I always say the Mad Men era, is so flattering on so many different body shapes. And it's a dress shape that you can move in, you can have a great time and you can have, uh, it keeps everything in the right place, if you know what I'm saying. And also, it's not costing you a fortune. I say, if you love this dress, and for £66, for the love of God, I hope you're purchasing it right now. If you haven't bought it already, I'll get my credit card out. Let's just say that. I don't think it's odd at all. And if you spend some time on Pinterest, Natalie, you will see hundreds of others, I'd say even thousands of other brides that have rocked the T-length wedding dress and have made it completely their own. So number one, I think that's a fantastic idea. I advise you to purchase it immediately. And then six months down the track, even if it's not your ideal wedding dress, which I probably think it's going to be, then you've got another dress to change into and it's only cost you £60. Secondly, I don't really understand the concept of bridesmaids. <laughs> that should be on a t-shirt. I don't really understand this. To me, it just seems odd to select a few of your friends, make them wear a uniform and demand them to help you with organizing an event that's not really about them. Good. Is it odd to not have bridesmaids? Also, I'm worried about how four close friends will react to this concept. They're my close friends, but I don't think it's necessary to single them out and parade them in front of everyone as bridesmaids. Oh my gosh, this is amazing, Natalie. Come and stay with me. Listen, I feel the same way about bridesmaids. And if you go back to episodes 26 and 27 of this very podcast, I did a wonderful uh, week of talking all about bridesmaids. It was hashtag bridesmaid week if you want to go back and listen. And I interviewed an author called Kate Chinawith who wrote a book all about being a bridesmaid and about why we need them or don't need them. It's absolutely your decision. I do believe if you don't want to have a bridal party, then you don't have to have a bridal party. I do think it's lovely to have friends help you out. You don't have to have them do all of the work, as you say. People have different options. And that's the beautiful thing about having, as you would call it, an unconventional wedding, is that you can completely dictate what you want people to be involved in and what you'd rather do yourself. I think friends are delighted often to be asked to be bridesmaids. Sometimes, not so much. <laughs> I personally found the concept of bridesmaids a little weird and I just ended up saying, look, three friends, three beautiful friends slash sister-in-law, would you like to come along, wear whatever you want, just wear a black dress? And I bought them some sort of pashmina slash throws, whatever you want to call them. And really, that was it. They just came along. But I found the concept of everyone standing like stuffed ducks in front of everyone wearing the same clothes. It didn't fit with the sort of wedding we were having. I'm not saying... I don't agree with it. I think it can look amazing. But also, perhaps you've got a one girlfriend that you'd like to include and just say, wear whatever you want and turn up on the day. Again, absolutely no pressure. I think if it doesn't sit with you, just ditch it completely, Natalie. Number three, limited booze is something I've been pondering over. 
I know it's traditional to have lots of champagne, or champs as I call it, and wine flowing at weddings, and I'm definitely still keen on lovely glasses of Prosecco for toasts and wine with food, but I really dislike people getting very drunk and disorderly, resulting in hangovers and fuzzy memories of the whole day. Would it be odd to limit the amount of alcohol at the wedding? Do you think it would make a bit less fun? I still want people to dance and have a good time. Thanks so much for your helpful podcast, Natalie. All right, let's talk about alcohol. Last week, uh, I did talk about how you can distribute alcohol and different rules of paid bars and all that sort of stuff. My feeling is with this. Even if you were to limit the alcohol, there is always going to be booze hound friends that will get smashed and do whatever they want to do. So I think you instilling some sort of totalitarian booze rules (laughs) is not going to work. If you want to limit people's alcohol, that can come to a very easy conclusion with how you distribute it. If you're having a cocktail hour, don't give people really boozy, heavily spirits style cocktails, which... If consumed without food or consumed for maybe two or three hours before the main event, people get really sloshed. So I think it's also about timing and how you provide the alcohol and what sort of food and service goes with it. There will always be people that go harder at weddings, but I can tell you from my perspective, and I know when I've spoken to lots of other brides as well, I, you know, had quite a few glasses of champagne on my wedding, but I was so hyped up and it was over such a long period of time, I was pretty much stone cold sober for the whole thing. I love a drink, don't get me wrong, but it's sort of part of the day. You get really involved in it and it doesn't ruin it. Also, hangovers aren't your problem. If people want to get fucked up and get really hungover, fine, as long as they're not getting in your way. So I agree with the sentiment, but I also think it's just a matter of planning the food service and what sort of alcohol that you want to provide and making sure that you are balancing that with food distribution and also timing. Again, like I said, if you are having a cocktail hour and not providing food, that is just a recipe for drunken disorderly, as you would say. And also, if you're going away and having photographs for three or four hours, which people do do, and I'm just like, oh, for the love of God, let's just compact this sort of photo time so your guests aren't standing around and getting sloshed before the main event and before the speeches and all that sort of stuff. So think ahead. There are always ways to work out your scheduling in a better way. And also, if you are more into the wine and the Prosecco, like you said, which is lovely and very classy, uh, that's probably a good indication of what sort of vibe you want to have at the wedding. If you only want wine to be served during the mealtime, you can do that. You can talk to your caterer or wedding planner or yourself, uh, like we did, and sort of say, all right, we're going to serve champagne and... Uh, some we had some boutique beer very hipster of us to be served beforehand and then at during dinner service we introduced wine and we didn't have any spirits at our wedding because we couldn't afford it so there that's my solution i very much appreciate you writing and listening natalie it's lovely to hear from new listeners and also that you've been really thinking about this stuff so many of my listeners will write and say I have been thinking about my wedding for so long, or I haven't thought about it very much at all. I love the two extremes, but here are five things that don't make much sense to me. Please help. So if you have questions like that, get in touch. Visit savethedatepodcast.com and uh, click through. You'll be able to see, actually, I've got a lovely, did you notice my lovely new icon? 
pop up on your screen. Also, I've changed the website a little bit. I'm really proud of it. A lovely, 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 lovely illustrator called Emma Block, who you'll be hearing more from in the near future, illustrated my new icon and also my website, doohickeys. <laughs> a header is what you call it in the old tech world. She did that and it is just beautiful and I'm so proud of it. So if you visit savethedatepodcast.com and you want to ask a question, do check out my new artwork. Hit the connect button at the top of the website and it will take you to a little email page and that will get to me. If you like the podcast and you know someone that might like it as well, or even if you just want to share it via your social media pages, I would be extremely grateful and chuffed. I love seeing people talking about it and sharing the word because that's how I get my listeners. The thing about wedding podcasts is once uh, you disappear and get married and have a wonderful time, I need to find lovely new listeners. So if you have someone that you think would be delighted to share this with i am delighted that you would want to do that thank you so much until next week monday's episode is all about how to have an ethical environmentally friendly wedding something that you're not just throwing a lot of trash out at the end of the day and just some ideas that can make it a little bit more environmentally friendly as well because you know we live in a nice place let's keep it that way until next week happy days Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.